Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Radical Truth. This is Christopher Roberts. I'm uh, recording this podcast in English because I've had two very familiar voices reach out to me asking if I had any additional content within my podcast that was in English, English speaking. And I realized that I do not. I have just one recording that I did with Robin Clements, who's a breathwork teacher. He's a Canadian breathwork teacher, who I think a lot of you can find extremely interesting. He is wise beyond his years. He has an initiation within the Lakota, Lakota mastery, the, the Native American traditions. And he's a, like I mentioned, he's a breathwork teacher. He is a healer. He's a facilitator. And overall, he's a, he's a wonderful guy. So check that episode out. I think it's, I think it's episode, it's episode two or as episode three. You can't miss it. Uh, it's the only one in English. But getting back to where we were, I feel so honored that two people reached out to me. Uh, two friends asking me, like I mentioned before, if I had any recordings in English. And so interestingly enough, I've noticed that my English content seems to be resonating much more than my Spanish speaking content. So I don't know what that is. I don't know why that's happening. But there, there seems to be some resonance between what I'm sharing, uh, my voice, my path of service, my, my attempt of, of sharing my heart and sharing my authenticity and, and being able to connect with others and share a little bit of, of my own struggles and what I've learned along the way and, and my own healing process. Um, and that seems to be resonating with, with quite a few people. So I'm, I'm very honored to be able to connect uh, with old friends and new friends through this path of service, which is called My Radical Truth. And so what is My Radical Truth? This is something that Spanish is called Mi, Mi Verdad Radical. My Radical Truth is, is a concept that I've been, I've been working on in my heart, in my mind, in my, my consciousness for about two, almost three years now um, in terms of really trying to go deep into this concept and, and what it means to me. Obviously, my, my entire life has been a process of, of unfolding and connecting to my, my deep awareness. But it wasn't until... 2020 that that I really arrived to this place of of trying to fully understand what my radical truth is and was and will be and I say it in this way because this might come a surprise to a few of you who've known me for the past few years and and how I've shared in circle and 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 different retreats and 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 power dialogues these power talks that that I've hosted in the past, even through my content, that there is no such thing as radical truth. And the reason for that is that 
if there were a radical truth, an ultimate radical truth, it would be ultimate and it would be final. And so your truth is constantly changing, is constantly evolving. You are in, in constant evolution and change. This is one of the laws of the universe. Everything is in motion. Everything has vibration. We see it all around us. The wind changes. Temperature changes. Pressure changes. The season changes. Everything around you is, is constantly changing. And here we are within our own self-awareness, sitting in this vast cosmos and our own smaller microsystem on, on our planet. And if you go deeper, or I would say smaller into that, into your city, your community, your home, your personal relationships with others, your personal relationship with self is constantly changing both at a macro and at a micro level. And so if everything is changing, and so are you, so is your truth. And so as there is no final truth, because that would be, as I mentioned, the end, ultimate, and there is no visible sign of anything ending around us from a conscious levels to a scientific or even astronomical level. Nothing is really ending. On the contrary, everything around us is expanding. And so it is for your own truth. Your own radical truth is in constant change, is in constant evolution. And I'm not taking over ownership over this concept. The first time I heard the concept of radical truth was five, five years ago um, when I had the opportunity to work closely within Aubrey Marcus's first fit for service group that he put together. And for some reason, that concept just really stuck with me, you know, and, and, and I've always seeked my radical truth without really understanding what that concept was, you know, I've, I've always been a contrarian, I've always pushed hard to, to get, you know, unanswered questions answered, I've always asked myself, you know, why, you know, why is this like this? Why am I doing this? You know, how is this serving a higher purpose? Like, why, 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 why? Seeking for answers, seeking for for understanding, seeking for self-improvement, you know, this this deep itch, this passion, this fire to try to comprehend much more than what seems to be, you know, what the status quo is. And so everybody's radical truth is is different, you know, in, in that sense. We we all come from different walks of life. We're all different genders. We're all in different cultures. We all sit in different geographical locations. We all have different hobbies, different interests, different passion points, different backgrounds, different mindsets, different personalities. But I think we can all agree on that. We're all somehow seeking expansion. You know, we're all seeking to understand who we are and where we want to go and and that's a concept that 
I, I identify as, as my radical truth. So going back to this constant change of what my radical truth is, I, I've seen my radical truth change you know, from year to year as I, as I continue to shed my own layers, as I continue to deepen my understanding. Um, and hopefully this, this is something that you can also take to all, all your own life to whatever is you are with your significant other or your, your work life or your goals or your body, whatever it is that you're, you're seeking, you know, like just question yourself, you know, like, why am I doing this? How is this serving the purpose of what I want for my life? How is this serving the purpose of how I want to feel? How is this serving my, my own radical truth? And so as we know and we've established that nothing is really ultimate or final can only mean one thing, that there is more. That there is always more to learn and more to discover. That in reality this concept of radical truth is more of ever-evolving truth. And yes, my radical truth evolves over time. And that's the beauty of it. It's always fresh and new, just like the world around us. We change as things change. We evolve as things evolve. The only constant is change. And so these continuous evolving truths of who you are, of what you want, of what you think, of what your awareness is, of of your own consciousness... This evolving truth at that moment, even if it's for a micro moment, is your ultimate radical truth. It's as if you can grasp it for a second, as if it's if it's yours for one moment in time and then things change around you and you are forced to adapt and rechange and reshape and reassess if that radical truth is now serving you. And if not, then it's time to move on once again. If you can hear my son in the background, that's King Koa waking up from his nap. So give me one minute and I'll be back with you. So I might be coming in and out of this recording, but I promise within the edit, you will barely notice it. This is... um, you know, being being a father, being a father, speaking about change, speaking about radical truth is is adapting and is accepting change and embracing change. And that takes me to this next thought, which is what is true for me today may not be true for me tomorrow. Let me say that one more time. What is true for me today may not be true for me tomorrow. And so how many times we want to hold on to that relationship, we want to hold on to that job, we want to hold on to that feeling, that oh, familiar feeling, even though sometimes it's over our own well-being. And we resist it. We resist change. We can't let go. Because we fear 
the possibility of a new happiness because it is unknown. And we would rather stay in the present moment even though it steals and takes away our peace. So my radical truth is that there is no such thing as a radical truth. And and this is and this is where I am. This is this is the space that I live in. I'm I'm actually about to to move residence in a few days. Last time I moved was a year ago. Last time I moved before that was a year ago. Last time I moved before that was another year before that. So I've been moving homes at least three times for the past three years. And I I am embracing this moment of, of change, of transition, of being okay with, with not knowing what's next and understanding that the truth that I live in now is not the truth that I will live in tomorrow. And, and as this seeker that I am, I understand that that change is a part of life. And some people fear change. Because they are afraid of the unknown. They might not know what to expect. And maybe they're worried about how this change will affect them. Some people may also be afraid of change because, well, change is disruptive. And change is uncertainty. And with it, uncertainty comes lots of baggage, lots of trauma response but also endless freedom because what is certain nothing is truly certain except death that we will all eventually face death that is certainty no matter what you do in this game you will not come out alive so at least give it Give it a good fight. Fight without fear. Everything that you know and that you have will crumble. It will turn into sand. Within three generations from now, nobody will remember who you are. And so what are you so afraid of? What is truly holding you back? So let's step it up a notch and talk about finding your radical truth. How do you find your radical truth? Well, it involves discovery. It's accepting core beliefs and values that are important to you. And be willing. Be willing to stand up to them. Even if those beliefs differ from other people's beliefs. Discover who you are, how you serve. Recognize your core essence, your core beliefs, and do not be afraid if those beliefs and those values are not aligned with others. Now, this is, this is the tricky part. This process can be challenging because it requires you to confront your own biases, your own assumptions. And you must be willing to consider 
different points of views. And that's not easy. To consider an alternative, to consider that there might be another way. Stay curious. This is the curiosity of the child. This is the student of life. The one that asks why, the one that discovers, the one that leaves no stone unturned. The one that challenges his or hers own beliefs, own values. The one who considers paradigm shifts and knowing that perhaps there is an alternative point of view that differs from yours that might just be better suited. And there he is, Koa in the background, delivering his voice. Now let's hit the brakes here and transition for just a second. You can only imagine what it is living with an eight-month-old baby and a two-year-old daughter. So the house gets rowdy. Thank you for your patience. Now, shifting gears, I want to talk about finding your radical truth and, and different ways that you can start to explore this space. It can be very helpful to take some time for yourself Take time to reflect on your experiences of life. And take a time to reflect on the things that are most important to you. Time is a luxury. Time is your greatest asset. Perhaps it seems that you might not have lots of time in your 24-hour day. Because you're either running errands or busy at work, busy with your kids, busy with responsibilities. But you can take these small micro vacations during your day. And this is something that actually I heard from David Goggins a few days ago. You know, even when you're taking a shower, you can have a moment to reflect. Even when you're driving on your own, you can have a moment to, to reflect. And look at things, look at your decisions, you know, question. What is most important to you? How, how at every single moment, how does that action build to what's most important to you? And take it to a real micro level. It can be going out for a walk. It can be even going into a sauna, going to an ice bath, perhaps a float tank whatever technology you have available, whatever resources you have available, whether it's going up a mountain, going for a hike, but try to do it on yourself. Try to do it for yourself and on your time. And again, it can be as simple as you go for a quiet walk as simple as reflecting during your drive and not being distracted by music. And it can be as simple as closing your eyes, taking three deep breaths, even if it's just for a moment. And you'd be surprised what shows up. You get, you get visions, you get messages perhaps even something that you haven't considered pops up 
you might get a different angle, which might lead to a different decision, which might lead to a different outcome in your life. Now, if you are prone to writing, you might even journal. If you are more of a social being, you can speak to a trusted friend or a loved one. Someone that shares your values and beliefs and that allows you to have this self-reflection. And this, this might not necessarily be your significant other, and that's okay. Let's not idealize our partners. Our partners are someone we choose, not someone we need. Partners are someone that are there to walk by our side and should push us to live at our full potential. You might also want, if this is in resonance with you, seek mentors or someone that you might consider a role model. These are all helpful ways to unfold and drive you closer to your radical truth. Now, the benefit of a mentor or a role model, someone that has done the work, continues to do the work, is that they can provide they can provide guidance, a different and special insight, and are there as a support system to help you navigate through your process. Some mentors might walk with you for 30 miles. Other mentors might walk with you for an entire lifetime. Again, we have ever-evolving truths, and so beware of also latching on to a mentor or to a guide as they also become a crutch. So know when to let go. And I believe in my heart that unless it is a, a deep soul connection, whenever the student is ready, they must spread their own wings and, and go deep into their own mastery. In my personal experience, there, there has been teachers and mentors in my life that I have evolved from and others that I have evolved and then come back to with a different perspective and others that have never left my side. And it is all part of this process of unfolding my radical truth. And so it's important to notice and to consider that your radical truth is an ongoing process and that it is okay to change your mind. It is okay to reassess your values. It is okay to reassess who you are as you learn and grow. You know, the important thing is, is that you're true to yourself and that you are willing to stand up for what you believe in. And finding the right mentor can be very valuable. And it is a very rewarding experience. Now, the support, the encouragement, the guidance as we work towards a goal is, is beautiful. It's something that, that I have the blessing to have in my life. You know, my own team of mentors 
from different disciplines that I that I tap into whenever whenever required. So here are a few practical tips on finding the right mentor. I believe that first and foremost, it's what's your goal. Like, why are you resonating with this person? And what do you hope to gain from this mentorship? I think that will really help you focus to open the space for someone to arrive. You know, they say that when the student is ready, the teacher arrives. And so be very specific. And the more specific you are, the more specific the support will show up. You can consider people that you already know. There are always individuals within your network that might ever have the skills or have the knowledge or the experience that that you're looking for. I I don't want to necessarily get into the the spiritual space. Again, whatever resonates with you in your heart. But be aware. You know, be aware, do your research, open your heart, make sure that you resonate with these potential mentors. And even if it's from a professional standpoint, you know, it's what is their voice like? What is their message like? What is their vibe like? You know, what field do they work in? Like, what's their industry? Like, all these things come into play. I, I like to resonate with with mentors that have that have achieved some sort of success in their life. And this does not mean professional or financial success. This also means peace, awareness, authenticity, gratefulness, loving awareness. Are they there? They don't need to be perfect. But are they living in excellence? Are they doing the best that they can with what they have at their disposal? And you need to be open. Are they or are they not perhaps interested in, in walking this path with you? There's only, there's only one way. You either reach out or they might reach out to you. And they can reach out through many different ways. You can be exposed to their content. They can be recommended by someone. They can fall into your energetic field and all of a sudden you start noticing them, their voice, their work. They might be a natural resonance. So be open, remember, be open, be curious. But for me, the rule of thumb is to not be afraid. Do not be afraid to reach out. Do not be afraid to seek guidance. And be open to feedback. Be willing to listen. Be willing to learn. And that brings clarity. As you find your voice and you begin to identify with the process of self-discovery, and self-exploration because it becomes this method. It becomes this, this muscle that the more you practice, the more strength you acquire. 
the easier it becomes until it becomes difficult again. And then you jump right into it and it becomes easier again and so on and so forth. But self-discovery never ends. This exploration, this curiosity never ends. This is, we, this is why we talk about different iterations of your radical truth. But they all ultimately shape this voice and this identity. So explore it. Explore your voice. Explore your passions. Explore your interests. And remember to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why do I enjoy this? What excites me about this person? What excites me about this activity? What excites me about this place? And be honest with yourself. Because all these external factors, which can be an interest or a passion for a hobby, for a place, for a thing, for a person, they all have meaning and they're all important. And they, they all act as mirrors. And they all come in different expressions and forms. So the more the more you try to explore different ways of self-expression can be through dance can be through sports can be through a podcast can be through creating content can be through painting can be through cooking can be through writing through art through music any creative outlet will will help you discover what feels authentic and true to you and this is one of the reasons that i've came back to this podcast that i've came back to my voice that i came back to be of service and to share. And I know that I'm not for everyone and not everyone is for me and and that this message might resonate with some and might fall out of resonance with others and that's okay. But it's this this process of of discovery. And being open to feedback. You know, when I have Two close friends be like, hey, can you record your podcast in English? Well, that's feedback. That's support. Those are trusted individuals. Those are friends. That's family. Who see you. Who are interested in your thoughts and your feelings. That's resonance. That's, that's immediate feedback. And feedback can be positive and feedback can be negative. But ultimately... It's neither good or bad. It just is. And based on how I react to that, that gives me a better understanding of myself. And the more that I accept myself and I practice this self-acceptance, the more I understand that that embracing myself and loving myself as I am, even if I'm, even if I'm still figuring things out, you know, not being too hard on yourself, and remembering that it's okay, you know, it's okay to make mistakes. We learn, we grow. Remember that living in excellence is that I do the best that I can with what I have and what I know at this time. And with, when negative talk, negative self-talk comes in, you recognize that. 
Because it's the opposite of love. It's the opposite of loving and accepting yourself for who you are. And that takes a lot of work. That's a process that involves a great deal of self-reflection. But it is essential. If you want to thrive, it is essential. And if you want to thrive in any area of your life, as a professional, as a parent, as a brother, as a son, as a daughter, as a husband, as a wife, we all have a voice inside our heads. And this voice is guiding our decisions. You know, for a lot of us, this voice sometimes does more harm than good. I heard the other day from a great facilitator called Peter Crow that he was mentioning how a client was beating the wall with his fist. And someone asked him, like, why are you doing that? Why are you punching the wall? And the person answered, oh, well, it feels great when I stop. And so we are so accustomed to, to this negative self-talk, this, um, you know, we beat ourselves up too much. And we go back to self-reflection. We go back to being still, even if it's for a microsecond. You take a step back, and you think, you reflect about what you're doing, why you're doing it, what you said, what's been said to you that triggers you. Because if someone insults you in Chinese or French, and you don't know what they're saying, it means nothing to you. But all of a sudden, if someone insults you in your own language, those words now found a target. And nothing changed except that you identified yourself with the words. So let's practice compassion. Let's practice self-compassion with ourselves, with our friends. You know, and this is this is reciprocity. You do unto others as you want done to yourself. You do to yourself as you want done to others. Because imagine if a friend talked to you in, in the way that you spoke to yourself. Can you imagine that? When, when, when you fuck up at something or you mess it up. And you're like, ah, oh, you're so stupid. Ah, oh, you idiot. God, I'm so dumb. Like, what? Would you, would you speak like that to a friend? To your partner? To your son? To your daughter? To your work colleague? No. Because you would not be friends with that person for long right after that. Because they would not tolerate. Why do you tolerate it on yourself? So it's time to start showing some compassion for yourself. You cannot have a good relationship with yourself if you're constantly engaged in negative self-talk. So whenever you judge someone else, it says something about you. And you are most likely just trying to cover up some insecurity. And we're all guilty of this. We are all guilty of this. It's not about not falling off the horse. It's about how quickly you get up. 
and you sit back on that saddle. And you're like, I fucked up, I slipped up, I gather my awareness, I sit deep into my into my consciousness, and I move from there. And the opposite of that is kindness. You know, you practice kindness, you have kind thoughts, you have kind deeds, you have a kind vibe, you become more mindful. You become more aware of your own thoughts and of your own actions. And you get to know yourself. And you, you continue to ask yourself, you know, how many of your decisions do you truly make for yourself? If you're like most people, probably not much, not many. How many times do we decide things to please other people? And we can do this for such a long time that we forget who we are and what makes us happy. And we start living other people's radical truth. And so start making small decisions. Just for now, just for you. Like, what do I want to eat? What movie do I want to watch? Where would I like to go on a holiday? And like I said a few days ago, it is much easier to make decisions for yourself when you step away from the people who have the most influence over your life. So let's not wait until things are shady to take action. And if they are, that's okay too. Remember that everything that happens happens not to us, for us, to learn, grow, and evolve. What we receive is exactly the medicine that we need to get to that next level. So, one final thought. Spend more time alone, please. You know, alone time is a great way to cut out the noise. It allows you to connect with yourself on a deeper level. You, know, you wouldn't go, you wouldn't go to a nightclub to connect with a friend, although we've all been guilty of that. You might connect on on a certain vibe, you know, when there's music and people and drinks and whatnot flowing through your system. Yeah, that's great. You you definitely connect. And you connect on a way deeper level when you cut out the noise. And that, that same truth holds for yourself. So take a solo vacation. If you can take a solo vacation, well, like I said, you know, practice, practice that solo drive. Practice that walk. Turn off the radio. Enjoy the scenery. You know, open roads. Do magic. You know, find a nearby trail. Go for that long walk. Just take the time. Do the effort. Believe me, it's, it's crucial. For a healthy relationship with yourself. 
And if leading a healthy, happy life is a priority for you, inwards and upwards. Thank you for listening. Talk soon.